Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, I am so excited about our next guest. She's joining us again. Um, uh, it's so much fun when people come back and talk to me. But this one, uh, very special, Liz Bentley of Liz Bentley Associates in Cold Spring Harbor, New York. And um, she is a phenomenal Vistage speaker. If your group out there, if you if you have a Vistage group or you're a member of Vistage and you're listening, get Liz Bentley in to talk because her topic is about generational challenges in the workplace, something we're all going through. And she's an executive coach focusing on leadership and organizational development, motivational speaking, and one-on-one challenges with those those groups and, uh, and coaching. And uh, Liz, it's a pleasure to have you back on. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. I was really looking forward to it. And excited oh, me to be too, here. Me too. Me too. We got so many great comments, and you do such great work out there. And you know, we're all trying to. We're all thinking, yeah, we can figure this out. We can figure out what the millennial <laughs> generation needs. No problem. Mm. And then we go back to our workplace and go, huh? I need to listen to Liz one more time. Um, <laughs> tell, tell, uh, us, funny. tell us. It's how. funny you say that. Just just as a side note, because I I just did a social media panel, and uh, one of my clients happened to be there, and she said. You know, every time I hear you speak on this, I just go back and make one more shift <laughs> because, you know, we're all facing these challenges. So I hear you. And, so, you know, anyway. they, they, they're a mysterious group to us because they don't say much, <laughs> but they communicate much between themselves. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's meaning. They can, they can squeeze out a lot of meaning in a Twitter. Well, they don't use Twitter anymore, but whatever they use, they can squeeze a lot of meaning into a few words. And we need we need them. We need their, they're our future. They're our future workforce. So tell us again, Liz, how did you get involved with uh, the coaching and, and this topic of, of working with millennials and, and uh, helping us understand about them? Well, I mean, in general, you know, our back, our, my background was that um, I really worked in corporate America, uh, you know, originally in, it's CBS Network in the advertising and television space, and then at Condé Nast and magazines. And I did a lot of selling, and I worked with all different generations, you know, working with people who are older than me, and then ultimately people that were younger and, and sandwiched all around, and did a lot around just human behavior. And then later in my kind of second career, I came into executive coaching. Um, and that interest came to me a lot because of my fascination in human behavior and what makes people tick and, and perform and do well. And growing up, I was a really serious athlete. And as an athlete, when you, you know, at a certain level, once you get to playing, I played um, Division I uh, soccer and lacrosse at the University of Virginia where both teams were pretty highly um, ranked. And when you get to those levels and you get to, you know, higher levels than that, you know, mindset is a big driver on, you know, what makes people perform well and how people succeed. And I saw that happening in the workplace in corporate America, and then I really wanted to coach around that and help people kind of continually improve their performance both at work and inside their companies. 
Um, and how we I got into the generational piece was really just because it, it's just been a big um, presence in navigating the future of companies um, and navigating. You know, it's the first time in American history that we even have four generations working together. Um, and it, it's very it's it's a very fascinating time. And success comes at every level. I mean, if you look at today's world, you've got people in their in their you've got bil- there's a billionaire out there right now in their twenties. Okay, billionaires in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s. We've got two um, candidates potentially running for president who are 69. Another who's, you know, trying to get his hat in the game at 74. I mean, success is coming in on all age groups, right? So it's yes. a really fascinating time in American history in, in, in the workplace. And you're seeing this in companies. I mean, our organization is consulting and coaching people in their 70s as well as people in their 20s and every decade in between, literally. And all of those people are top leaders, top leaders. If we're, to- if we're coaching someone who's 28, they are at the top of their game running a huge business. <laughs> and you have – within your, your microcosm of, let's say, your employee base, you have the spectrum of people that – don't trust the ATM machine down to people that <laughs> that, that yeah. can't, can't go a minute without looking, you know, without communicating on their phone and, and they're, they're how they're uh, creating, con- uh, representing consumer trends. I mean, that's the thing that business owners have to think about. This is a representation of consumers and buyers and, and out there, you have to be able to talk across the board. Now we had a guy a little earlier on the show, Liz, that he's a values expert. And I said, um, if you had a 25-year-old, a 35-year-old, a 45, and a 55-year-old in front of you in a company, what would you guess their each of them their value words would be to describe themselves? And he said, you know, you got to bring it out of each of them, but they would probably be similar. It would probably be around communication and integrity and, and that type of a thing. What are you seeing as far as that question is concerned? Well, it's interesting. I don't think – I think values are something that, that that are cross-generational. I don't think you'd see the values change as much. I think, right, like integrity would be something or loyalty. Things like that would go across the board. But um, but what you see is very different mindsets and ways of, uh, of essentially wanting to do business. So just to your point of what you said about – um, you know, the ATM machine. You've, I have literally, this is a true story that's happened in the last two months. I have one CEO who doesn't email, doesn't do email, okay? Right. And is extremely successful running a big organization, but never adapted to that mode of communication. I mean, it, the person gets emails and they're printed out. Um, and I have another division head who runs a very, very big division who's um, a, a, a millennial who said to me, I need to get my staff coming in earlier. And I said, well, what, what time are they coming in now? She said, sometimes around 3 p.m. And I said, okay, well, what's earlier? She said, I think they should be here by 11. <laughs> and she said, don't get me wrong, they log in at 7 a.m. They start work at 7 a.m., but eventually you've got to shower and get dressed. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> you know, and I just think it would be valuable if they could get here. And then she said, well, maybe we'll make it noon. And I said, no, let's stick with 11. 
<laughs> so, and, and, and by the way, both of these people are equally successful. I wouldn't value one person's, you know, um, abilities to lead over either. They both have incredible abilities to lead. So, you know, we're kind of working in a market where adaptability is going to be really important. And one fact that I think everyone has to embrace, um, whatever generation you're in, the millennials are the largest generation um, right. that, that we've had so far. And they will, be, they will um, make up 75% of the workforce in, the, in less than 10 years, 75% of the workforce. Yes. Okay. Yes. So now I'm not, you know, I, I, uh, the only reason why that's significant, it's not that the millennials are the most important generation. Look, you have Generation X, which is people aged 35 to 50. You've got the baby boomers who are 50 to, you know, 65. You've got people who are making big impact. But you just want to recognize the shifts you're seeing that are coming with them, which is a group of people who need to get into the office by 11 a.m. <laughs> um, you're going to see more. It's, it's not going to get less. We're not going to get less but of that. We're going to start getting more of that, right? Therein lies the challenge in this course when we work with family businesses and we've got dad who says, if you're not in the office, you're not working. And son right. who says, no, you don't understand. I'm not going to miss the baseball, the soccer games like you did when I was growing yeah. up. I'm going to be there, mm-hmm. but I'll be working. I have my, I have technology and I'll be uh, moving information, delegating to people, getting things done in a different way. And, so how do we bridge that gap between people who only trust one one set of uh, of work evidence if Style. you will and, yeah. and so mm-hmm. Well, what I was going to say is I think one of the things we have to evolve to in the next um, couple of years is understanding communication because communication is probably our biggest connector, right? The flow of communication, how we get information from one person to another, how we create ideas, how we handle communication is is paramount in the success of our businesses, how we communicate to our customers, et cetera, our marketplace. So there's a number of modes of communication. There is, number one, the in-person, right? We're sitting together in a room and we're talking. There Mm -hmm. is the telephone, the thing that, you know, people still use to talk to each other verbally. (laughs) There Mm -hmm. is email, okay, and that is, you know, used as another mode. There is texting and there is iChat and there is social media, which is another form of communication where we have social media platforms. Here is what we're seeing as, as, as the best modes of communication, and you need small doses of all of them. And what's happening is as we're evolving in the world, we're almost overusing different spaces, and different generations overuse one or two of these modes. So, for example, the traditionalists overuse the in-person meeting. They overvalue and overuse the in-person meeting. The traditionalists are people aged, let's say, and I say let's say because different groups of people have different ideas of what the generation age groups are, but let's say it's 67 mm-hmm. and older. They almost overvalue the importance of in-person meetings. Now, we all know in-person is valuable, but they overvalue it. Okay, So we want to sometimes have in-person meetings and know when to use it. We want to know when it's unnecessary. Okay, the baby boomers overvalue the telephone. They overvalue the need for conversations over the phone. They're one of the only only generations who leave voice messages, okay? The Generation Mm -hmm. Xers and Millennials do not listen to those messages, (laughs) and they talk about you (laughs) behind your back. Like that's the guy who leaves messages, okay? So – 
So the baby boomers overvalue the importance of that phone call. They're the ones who get in the car uh-huh. and make all their phone calls, okay? And the Generation uh-huh. Xers and Millennials are the ones who don't answer them. So they, they now the phone, sometimes you just need to pick up the phone and have that dialogue, right? It is really important sometimes to have that phone call, but they overuse it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the Generation Xers. They believe in email. Email is their favorite mode of communication, but they overuse it. Okay, that is why our email boxes have become an insane place to manage information. Email is not an iChat or a text. It is not a streamline of communication. It's really just a documentation of what's happening. It's almost the form. It's it's the new version of the memo. It's a place to attach documents. It is a place to communicate things that need to be written. In fact, to the point that the millennials are, who are coming into the workplace don't understand why Gen X is overusing the email so much because to them, email is a way to write formalized letters because they used emails as a way of communicating with professors and a way of communicating with you know people they were trying to get jobs from. Ah. For them, email is the new version of letter writing. Okay, so they look at email as a place they do not have a typo, they do not have run-on sentences, and so they, they, to them coming into the workplace, they can't understand these email inbox situations. So Gen mm-hmm. Xers, while they understand the importance of email, have overused it and used it as a stream of conscious and a place for dialogue when it's not. Texting and iChatting is our space for stream of conscious. This is our millennial space. This is the space, this is the posting space of stream of conscious around social media and where we go back and forth between iChat, FaceTime, and, um, uh, and, 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 you know, any of those forms, and even texting, okay? This is where we use shorthand, so to speak, <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is an old-fashioned word, right, for all of our... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of our icons and things that we emojis and also, um, you know, I'm forgetting the word right now, but you know what I mean, um, ways of, of communicating quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so and, they, and the millennials overuse that space, right? So what really what we're finding is one of the ways to bridge the gap is understanding how to use these four modes of communication appropriately. And the people who bridge the gap the best know how to do it. They know when That's to come wonderful. in person. They know when to use the phone. They know how to use email appropriately. And they know when to text or when to iChat. And how and and what's the best way to do business through those four modes? Now, in a leadership situation, you really need to to. That's beautifully put, by the way. I mean, you just you just really clarified a ton of stuff for a lot of people. How do leaders adjust their style to work with the different generations? Then do they need to really understand? Okay, who is this person? And I mean, how do leaders adapt to this? Well, I think, for, first of all, I don't think you're fixing anyone else. You're just fixing yourself. And I think if we all look at ourselves, we're, 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 not, we're overusing one of these modes of communication and underusing another. So most importantly, I think leaders have to fix themselves first. Get it right for yourself first and then, you know, model that behavior. And that way, if you're modeling the behavior, then you can kind of help other people rise to your level. So, I mean, honestly, I think the first thing you do is fix yourself. You say, well, what mode of communication am I overusing? And it's ineffective at this point. You know, I'm I'm having too many in-person meetings in my company, and this is, you know, wasting everybody's time and not a good use, right? Or, you know, which is it? Am I overusing the email? What is it that I'm doing, and how can I adjust that? So I I think leaders, you know, they have to model the behavior first more than anything, and and most leaders I know are overusing something. So I'd say do that first, and then you can help. Once you get it right inside yourself first, you'll be able to – 
you know, critique and help others do it better. And yeah, also yeah, set so, standards inside mm-hmm. your company. And then you can set mm-hmm. better standards inside your company and say to the people in your company, here's what we're using. These Look, most companies right now, bigger companies are building social media platforms inside of their company to help mm-hmm. with this kind of communication platform to say, here, look, we have an internal company iChat so that you can have quick conversations. You don't have to use email for it, for example. And you don't have to pick up the phone, right? Yeah, yeah correct. And there are tremendous uh, – platforms being built to, to capture the water cooler knowledge, I call it. You know, the, yep. the ideas that are floating around that need to be captured, kind of like a, an exhaust fan over the kitchen. You know, catch everything coming yeah. <laughs> through, pull it up in there, and then filter it out and, and bring it back and say, wow, there's some great things coming out of this. Now we can see what our, our workforce is thinking and how they're reacting. Liz, uh, you, you explain it so beautifully. It's almost like you've done it before. Um, now, when you go out, <laughs> when you go, I'm kidding you, when you go out and talk with groups, um, is, is this what you talk about? Is it, is it really getting to understand these means of communication and understanding how, how you um, as an individual uh, are, are reacting to all this kind of stuff and the change that you can put in place to make more sense of it? Is that the gist of it? I mean, look, in the big, no, we're doing, to be honest with you, this is just a small segment of what we do, but it's, an, it's a really, I think, important topic right now for yes. people to take away. We do consulting inside of organizations and take leaders to the next level in whatever means that is. And, and, you know, generational divide and communication is just one, I would say, sliver of what we're doing um, on a larger scale. We're consulting, you know, on leadership development and employee engagement and, and you know, really taking people's game to the next level, um, whether that's individually or organizationally and and whatever that means and in some places it means you know bridging these generations but I think this is something that's you know it's just something I'm seeing right now that is is very important and um, and certainly it's something we talk on you know but we you know we talk on a variety of topics and this is definitely one of them because it's it's so important so it is, and it's it's on people's minds right now because there's a lot of change going on, a lot of unfamiliarity going on, and it's human communication. What's more important than that in a business, right? No question. Yeah. So, no so question. Liz, uh, what's the best way for our listeners to find out all that you all do and um, and to get in touch with you? Uh, you can go to our website, which is uh, you know LizBentley.com. And we have a number of coaches and consultants that work in our organization and, and travel all over the country to, to work with teams and companies. Um, so going there is probably the best thing you can do. And you can and sign up for our newsletter and see all the stuff we're doing. There you go. Okay, so you have a newsletter and you have a list of topics on your website that you can be engaged in. And you're available as a speaker for groups, especially as we mentioned, if you're a Vistage International member or, um, or leader, um, and you haven't yet had Liz to your group, it, this, is, uh, this is the time to do it. This is an important topic. You explain it so beautifully and so clearly, and uh, it really makes a lot of sense when you say it. I'm going to have to listen to it three or four times to get it, I think. But <laughs> I, I love the way you segregated those, those four groups, those four generational um, communication modes. Um, it's starting to sink in, and I'd love to have you back another time to talk further about uh, the, the many great things you do at Liz Bentley Associates. All right. Thanks so much, Bill. It was really fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back after this, and stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners. 
where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 